You're listening to the Word Live International Outreach Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, visit wordalive.org. We hope you enjoy this message from Kent Maddox. We've been in a series, Arise and Walk. And we really believe the Holy Spirit's moving in a significant way in the season that we're walking in. So today, we're going to continue on this journey together. If you've got a Bible, go to Acts chapter 3 with me. Take just a few moments here and go to the Scriptures. By the way, just while, I, while I'm holding the Bible, I, I mentioned this to a, a team of our leaders the other day. You know, uh, John 8 says, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I want to encourage you, continue in the word. In other words, take what's preached on Sunday, get into the, either your Rosh Kadesh gathering or even your personal Bible studies, dig it on out in the word. Let God use his word to speak to you. It is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It's powerful. And we just need to continue in the word because there's something very, very powerful in it. Now listen, Acts chapter 3 Verse 1 through 10, it might be a familiar portion of scripture to you. Here's what it says. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes upon him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Somebody say rise up and walk. Rise up and, walk. and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking leaping and praising God. It's a beautiful portion of God's word. I believe it speaks on many, many levels to us about many different things. But I believe as we've been talking about moving as an apostolic church, this is a very powerful picture of what an apostolic church should look at. First of all, it says they were going to the temple at the hour of prayer. It tells me it was a praying church. Touch about three people say, we're gonna be a praying church, tell them. Touch two more people, say prayer works. They were praying church. Says they were on the, in an hour of prayer, at the hour of prayer they were going to the temple. And I believe this this is an apostolic church. It's a praying church. And and I, I, I love this part. It says something like this, look on us. Look on us. You can't give away something you've not received. They were bold. Why? They had received something of the Lord in their own life. And so they could boldly look at others and say, hey, look on us. In other words, don't look at us and our ability, but look what God has done in my life. Look at how God has touched me. And out of that relationship with what God has done in their life, now they begin to reach out and touch others. My brother Dan shared this quote with me I thought it was so powerful. It's when St. Thomas Aquinas, Aquinas was visiting the Vatican during the Middle Ages. 
visiting with Pope Innocent. As Pope Innocent was showing him around the Vatican at the time, he was displaying all the gold and treasures that now the Vatican possessed. And the Pope looked at St. Thomas Aquinas and said, no longer do we have to say silver and gold have we none. And Aquinas says, yes, and no longer can we say rise and walk. And I don't want us to ever get to a place that we think we're a church just because of what we have or our resources or what God has given us and neglect the very power that brought us here, which is the power of God's Holy Spirit. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so today's topic, I want to talk to you about the power of lift. The power of lift. The whole gospel message is about the power of lift. We're looking at Ephesians 2, 4, and 6. It says, but God, who's rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive with, together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And he lifted us up or raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. The whole gospel message is about lifting people up, taking us higher, moving us to a higher place. The whole message of the kingdom is the power to be able to reach low and take somebody that's low and bring them to a place that's high. Yes. It's the whole message of the kingdom. God's whole salvation plan was God who is lofty and high reached way low and picked us up and put us up in a high place. Yes. I love that old song by Oral Roberts that he used to sing in all of his crusades when he reached down his hand for me. He had to reach way down for me. I was lost and undone without God and his son, but he reached down his hand for me. The whole power of our, our gospel, the good news is that God humbled himself and reached down to lift us up. Lift happens. This is aerodynamics. Lift happens when there's fluid with no fluid, there is no lift. Air is gas or fluid. Hence, you've probably saw airplanes take off and the power that's at work is simply called the power of lift. What is the power of lift? Lift is the push that lets something move up. It is the force that is opposite of the weight. Everything that flies must have lift. For an aircraft to move upward, it must have more lift then wait. I got good news for somebody here this morning. It doesn't matter how much weight the enemy has put on you right now and tried to hold you down or oppress you. The Holy Ghost is about to breathe on you and lift is going to move you up out of where you are and take you to where God wants you to be. Look at this powerful scripture. I'd never seen this translation in the AMPC version. Isaiah 59 and 19. So as the result of the Messiah's intervention, they shall reverently fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and put him to flight. For he will come like a rushing stream which the breath of the Lord drives. 
I've got good news for you no matter what the enemy has tried to put on you in this last season. My Bible tells me when the enemy comes in like a flood trying to press you and push you down, my Bible says when he does, the Spirit of God will lift up a standard against him and will reach down, pick you up, push you high, and send you on into your purpose and your destiny. Touch three or four people, say, I'm about to get lifted up. Come on, I'm about to get lifted up. So I looked at this. Number one, lift up your heads. Psalm 24, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory will come in. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. In other words, lift up your head. Don't let shame, guilt, mistakes, and weaknesses keep your head bowed low. Lift up your head, O ye gates. When you lift up your head, the king of glory will come in. In other words, walk in your identity. Lift up your head, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting door, and the king of glory will come in. I know when we deal with people that are oppressed by the enemy, most of them walk with their head hung low. And as soon as you can get them to lift up their head, something happens inside of them. If you can ever get them to get up and up off their circumstances and get their head lifted up and teach them who they actually are. I find this is an interesting story. It says the man that got lifted up was a cripple laying at the temple, not in the temple. Why? Under that covenant, he couldn't go in the temple. Nobody lame was allowed in. Nobody with sores was allowed in. All he could do was sit outside the temple and just beg for something from somebody who was going inside the temple. Yet my Bible says something like this. Know that you were once, yes, foreigners, strangers, outside the covenants and the blessings of God. But Jesus came and through his blood made outsiders, insiders. You no longer have to hold your head down low in guilt and shame. The blood of Jesus has washed you and cleansed you and pardoned you from all iniquity and shame. But unfortunately, so many church people live outside what God is doing. Begging for a blessing or a breakthrough. You're not a beggar or a pauper. My Bible says I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. <laughs> Lift up your head, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting door, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. This is a season where God is wanting to move in our lives as the king of glory. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. King of glory shall come in. I love Psalm 3, 2, 3. This relates, I've related to this many, many times in my journey. Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are to shield for me my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I feel the Holy Ghost coming about to lift somebody's head up this morning. 
just about to get you back up to where you're supposed to be, get you back up in your identity, get you back up walking in your calling and your anointing. And even though you may have thought your, 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 your misstep had put you aside or your mistakes has counted you out, God is coming by the Spirit today to lift you back up, to let you know you are seated with Christ. You're not trying to get to God. You're seated with God in heavenly places. Touch three people around you, tell them, lift up your head. Tell them, lift up your head. I was just going to teach. <laughs> lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes, Psalm 121, 122. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Amen. From whence comes my help. <laughs> my help comes from the Lord. Wait a minute now. My help comes from the Lord. Who? The Lord. Who does what? Who created heaven and earth. God. That one scripture is enough for the day. Lift up your eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I've had some people help me and I appreciate it. But there's people can only help me so far. People can encourage me. They can bless me. They can help me. But sooner or later, you're going to get to a place people can't help you. Money can't help you. Education can't help you. Position can't help you. You'll find yourself, you'll have to lift up your eyes and look to the hills. That's why I said, silver and gold I do not have, but such as I have, give unto thee. The Lord is my helper. I will say, who shall I fear? The Lord is my helper. Who is the Lord? The creator of heaven and earth. What does that say to me? How can drug addiction keep you down when the very God who created heaven and earth is your help? Who can keep your marriage in shambles when the very Lord who created heaven and earth is your help? How can cancer keep you out when the very God who created heaven and earth is on your side? I'm not talking about a little bitty God who's an idol on a car or an idol in a house. I'm talking about a God that's the creator of heaven and earth. All power and might belong to him. Oh, get your eyes off your circumstances and put your eyes on the one who can help you where you're at right now. Won't God pay a bill? Yes, he will. That's mine, Steve's code word. Me and Steve was at a funeral. This girl got up to sing and said, won't God pay a bill? Me and Steve had a shout down together. We said, yes, he will. Enemy tries to get you in fear. It's all fear. Fear you're not going to have enough money. Fear your marriage ain't going to get right. Fear your husband's not going to change. Fear your wife's not going to change. Fear your kid's going to die on drugs. It's all fear-based. But I got good news for somebody. Lift up your eyes to the hills from whence comes your help. I feel my help coming. Woo. When Peter was seeking in the water, he didn't say a big, long religious prayer. He said, help. Jesus grabbed him by the hair, 
stood him up and set him on the water. Ezekiel says God grabbed him by the locks of his hair and lifted him up. Get ready, except for you bald people. God's about to grab hold of you and lift you up. Come on, somebody. You bald people don't have to. You already on top. Come on, Sam. Touch four people around you say, I feel my help coming. Tell them, I feel my help coming. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Woo! I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm, help is on the way. I said help is on the way. I'm not talking about some fairy tale, make you feel better, self-help. I'm talking about the Lord who created heaven and the earth is on the way. Help is on the way. Help is on, no, help is coming. enemy lying to people, causing people to drift aimlessly down paths that God never designed you to walk in, lying to you, telling you things aren't ever going to change, putting you in hypnotic rhythms of sinful addiction that you were never destined to live in, and all you got to do to change it is lift up your eyes. <laughs> Look to the hills. My help comes from the Lord. That word help in the Greek is one that's poised. Helper, it says one that's poised ready to run. That's what helper means, the great one that's poised. Just waiting for you to call on him. There ain't a demon in hell that can stay around you when the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth shows up. devil tries to lie to you, make he think he's got power. The only power he's got is deception. And that's he's deceived you into thinking that he's actually something that he's not. Your addiction ain't that big. Oh, okay. In your life it is. But with the creator of heaven and earth. It's like 
Go on. Go on. But here's what our, it's, it, and it's not your fault. It's because preachers talk about the devil and sin and hell so much, they've got you scared to death of something that doesn't even exist. And they got you so focused on him, you forgot how big this God who the creator of heaven and Lord. Oh, I'm not saying you don't have sin. I got sin. You got sin. I'm just not looking at my sin. I'm looking under the hills from whence comes my help. Now touch somebody like you mean it. Tell them help's coming. Help's coming. Help's coming. Maybe even better. Help ain't coming. Help's here right now. Hey! Help was coming, but help's already here. I love, I'm off script now. Isaiah 41 says something like this. Fear not. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Fear not. Be not dismayed. For I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Lift up your voice. Psalm 98.4, shout joyful to the Lord all the earth. Break forth into song. Sing praises unto your God. Here's the problem, you shouting at the wrong thing. You shouting at your husband, shouting at your wife, shouting at the kids. Shouting about your circumstances. Come on now. You're just shouting at the wrong stuff. You're shouting at the devil. My Bible never says shout at the devil. It says shout to the Lord. Shout to the Lord. Break forth into a song. That doesn't mean sing a special. Break forth. See, you're going to have to get, you're gonna have to get you a shout. If you're gonna li- if you're gonna be lifted up, you're gonna have to get you a shout. The, I'm not kids. Not t- the Bible says, "Shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph." And I'm not talking about just on Sunday. You're gonna have to have a shout on Monday. You're gonna have to have a shout on Tuesday. You're gonna have to have a shout on Hump Day Wednesday. Get you over the hump. You're gonna have to have a you're gonna have to have a shout Thursday. Some somewhere during the day, you're gonna have to find a shout. And I'm not talking about stirring it up. I'm talking about the spirit lifts you up. There's times I'm, I walk around all by myself. All of a sudden, I'm, hey! If you're around me, it'll scare you because I just feel a shout come on me. And normally, it's when my mind starts getting busy about all the things that ain't right. And I'm walking around, and I feel an oppressive spirit. All the, ain't got enough money. Ain't got enough strength. Ain't got enough time. This person needs help. That person needs help. This is going wrong. That's going. How am I going to do? All of a sudden, I feel something lift me up. Hey! 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 Hey, God! Won't God make a way?
You say, well, I don't know about that. Well, stay low. Lift up a shout. Shout to the Lord. Break forth in a song. Thank you, buddy. I, I, know, I, know this, I know when the enemy starts getting after me, the first thing he tries to do is take away my song. I quit singing several days, I'm in trouble. Because the Bible says, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns, making melody. You don't have to sing well either. He likes it. Sometimes I start thinking about how far I got to go. Then I look back and see how far I've already come. This happened to me just the other day. I was walking around. All of a sudden, I felt that lift coming. I said, hey, God. I'm on the outside all by myself. I just burst. I broke forth in a song. When he reached down his hand for me. I was all by myself. He had to reach way down for me I was lost and undone without God or his son but he reached down his hand for me I was lost and undone without God or his son. But then he reached down his hand for me. You think he's only going to reach down once? He just keeps reaching down. All by myself. You got to be able to break forth in a song. When you do, demons run. Spirit move. I didn't tell you this about lift. You know what causes lift? You got to have something's got to move. And I found in my life, sometimes that God just moves, but then sometimes I got to move. Something's got to move. When something's moved, something happens. Sometimes God moves and picks me up. Sometimes I move, then God picks me up. Touch about four or five people say, get you a shout in a song. Tell them, get you a shout in a song. up your hands Psalm 63 3 because your loving kindness is better than life my lips shall praise you thus I will bless you while I live I will lift up my hands in your name now I got a whole different picture of that this week I used to, I now do still believe that, you know, victory, that's Moses, right? That's victory. 
But we got this new little grandson, Preston. He's probably here listening to me preach. Hey, Preston. He's crawling right now. He's moving faster than that, but he's not 54. Now, all he's got to do, as soon as he does, there's three of us. And what do we do? We grab him, lift, not just, we lift him way up here and shake him. And he's like, <laughs> When I lift my hands to the Lord, the Spirit grabs a hold of me and picks me up and shakes me. Now the joy of the Lord is my strength. Somebody lift up your hands unto the Lord. That's why it's such a powerful expression. It's our, why? When we lift up our hands in church, and what's sad, is so many religious people refuse to lift your hands. And you wonder why the devil's defeating you. Because an act of this is humility. My Bible says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Yet we stand in church service. Well, I didn't feel it. Well, the Lord didn't say when you feel it. He said, I will lift up my hands in your name. We're destined to live lifted up. Up above circumstances. See, the Bible calls us overcomers. That doesn't mean you, so that means you're going to have something to overcome. But my Bible says whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. We're called to be lifted up every day. Lifted up every day. Walking in such a place in the spirit that we're able to look, go to others and say, Hey, silver and gold, have I some? <laughs> but such as I have... Give out. This is a true picture of an apostolic church. We're supposed to be able to lift up. We're supposed to be so lifted up ourselves. See, and unfortunately, most people in most churches are always trying to get lifted up, and they never lift anybody else up. We're supposed to stay so lifted up in the Lord that we're always able to lift somebody else up. That's why it says Peter and John were walking into the... Uh, temple to our prayer and they see a man out there laying and they said hey silver and gold don't have no such as I have they, they said they reached down took him and lifted him up yes. I don't know if you ever watch Ron Carpenter he's a preacher that embarrasses me about as much as I embarrass myself and he was preaching he said he was drugged out, mind whacked out, totaled his car, laying in the hospital, dying supposedly, punctured lung, face messed up. He said, but my daddy always wore Sunday shoes. 
He said every seven days a week he wore Sunday shoes. He said you could hear him. He said anytime he, he always had Sunday shoes on. He said, I was laying in that bed. I thought, what am I going to do? He said, all of a sudden, I heard them Sunday shoes coming down the hall of that hospital. He said, them Sunday shoes walked in my bed, walked in my room. My daddy came over me, laid his hands on me. He said, devil, you can't have my son. In the name of Jesus, I call him into the kingdom. And he's preaching the gospel today because his daddy wore Sunday shoes and was able to lift him up and set him on his way. My Bible says, Romans uh, 10, 15, beautiful are the feet of them who bring good news. Beautiful are the feet of them who bring good news. That's how we're supposed to walk. That's how we're supposed to walk in the earth, bringing good news. Uh, Cody, and, I didn't plan on this, but you and Emily, come help me, will you? Just go, go over and find your place and, and sit down on the floor. Yeah, over, just over there somewhere. <laughs> Odell, come on, help me. Sit, sit, just go sit on. Pop and go over there, sit on the floor somewhere. Will you? Come on now. Steve and your wife, come help me. Find you a place. Sit down on the floor. Boy, you and Misty come help me. Just find your place. Sit together. You go. Here's just what I thought of. This is what the apostolic church looks like. We get here on Sunday. What do we do on Sunday? We lift up our heads. We lift up our eyes. We lift up our voices. We lift up our hands. We humble, our, we humble ourselves in the name of the Lord. And the Lord lifts us up. So then what happens? We wear our Sunday shoes. Almost cut. I'll go here. We wear our Sunday shoes. Now here's what that looks like. I think, what does that mean? We, we rise up and walk in the anointing. And so here's what happens Monday. Monday you're here and you're a, you're, a, you're a newly married couple. And you get in here and you've had some issues and you're working through some things in your marriage and all of a sudden you guys get together and you get unified. You start letting the Lord get involved in your life and now you lift up your head, you lift up your eyes, you lift up your voice, you lift up your hands. Here's what's happening. Next, on Monday or Tuesday, you're headed over to Cody and Emily's house and they're way down right now. They're suffering right now. But what happened? You got lifted up. All of a sudden, they hear your Sunday shoes coming. Come on, somebody. And when you get around them, they're so low, all they can see is your feet. Mm. Well, they, they're just looking at how you walk. Mm. How are you walking? You walking in peace. You walking in power. You walking in grace. You walking in goodness. And you walk up to them. You say, let me tell you what God did for us. God lifted us up out of a bad place. In the name of Jesus, you get up and you walk and you rise and you empower them just like you got empowered and you lift them up. Come on, somebody. 
Then what happens? You're a college student. You got your high top converse on. Here we go. You're out to the university. You got lifted up on Sunday. What happened? You lifted up your head. You lifted up your eyes, your voice, your hands. Now all of a sudden you get into college and you got a lot of things going on. You got a lot of Greek philosophy trying to get in there and steal the structure of what God has put in your life. But now what happens? All of a sudden you find an anointed university student wearing his high top converse and he gets on that university and all of a sudden he finds one of his associates one of his colleagues and he's down he says hey come on I got something I can lift you up and put you on your way come on somebody come on somebody I said come on somebody you show up at work on Monday morning. You walk into work, and all your colleagues are negative this dreaded Monday. They're dreading the week. They're dreading what's going on. They're cussing Obama. They're down on this one. They're down on that one. They got doom and gloom, fear everywhere. All of a sudden, you walk on. They hear your Sunday shoes coming in. And all of a sudden, you get around them. You say, hey, I don't believe any of that bad news. I got good news. Jesus will lift you up and set you on your way, and you lift them up and you draw them to a higher place. Come on, somebody. Then some of you business women in your three-inch heels, you come in on Monday. Hey. My wife prophesied to him when we celebrated her birthday. She said, I'm not going to stagger across no finish line. She said, I'm going to walk in God's purpose. I'm going to walk in God's plan. I'm going to walk in God's power, and I'm going to do it in three-inch heels. Come on, somebody. Hey! And you show up in the workplace, and you grab a hold of them, and you lift them up on your feet, and you set them on their way. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I said, come on, somebody. And I know Adele's already out of school, and she's already on her career path and in, in college, but she represents students. And I'm saying, in the name of Jesus, you don't have to wait till you're 20-something. I'm talking about students. Come on, some students. I said, I'm talking about some students. I said, I'm talking about some students. I'm talking about some junior high. I'm talking about some senior high. I'm talking about getting your Sunday shoes on. I'm talking about, what, what's those Jesus-looking shoes? Harachis. So they call them? They're like Jesus shoes. You got your Harachis on. You're headed to school. And what happens? You get around your classmates, and they're in a down and low situation. But on Sunday, you got your head lifted up. You got your eyes lifted up. You got your voice lifted up. You got your, and now you say, in the name of Jesus, get up out of where you are. Silver and gold I don't have, but such as I have, rise up and walk in Jesus' name. Come on, get up with me. Turn around, jerky neighbor out their seat. Get him up. That's apostolic. That's as simple as it gets. You live in a lofty spiritual place because of this community and this place of worship. Have you ever heard somebody say, that service just lifted my spirits? It actually did. But there's something to walk in and do about it. It's not just something lifted you. Something came on you, got in you. Something started moving. 
This is what we're called to do as apostolic people. We're called to walk like this and affect society and change culture and keep lifting people up. Lift them out of despair. Lift them out of depression. Lift them out of poverty. Lift them out of sickness. Lift them out of addiction. Lift them out of their difficulties. Isn't it interesting that they didn't say Jesus lift you up? Isn't it interesting that they didn't say, oh, I'll pray for you? They said, I'll lift you up. I'll pick you up. I'll lift you up. I was reminded this week, I heard this lady came to me, talk, just, 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 just practical thing. Guy owed me a little bit of money. I was out here in connection. He gave it to me. And I stuck it in my shirt pocket. Let's call it $200 maybe, $250, some of that. I stuck it in my shirt pocket. Lady came in for prayer, downcast, head hung low. She said, I need prayer. I said, sure. Reached out to pray for her. The Lord said, the answer's in your pocket. Didn't even let me pray. I was about to pray. Lord, help her. Lord said, the answer's in your pocket. Don't even say a prayer. No need for it. I reached in when I did. The buddy that gave it to me, he said, that's why I leave my money in a car when I come to church. He said, I'm not saying I won't give it, but I at least want enough time to walk to the car and pray about it before I come back and make a decision. I gave her the money. She burst out in tears. She said, that's the exact amount I needed. Hang on. It gets better. She went home. And she told her husband about it. Who was a drug addict. Who, because of that act of kindness, came to church. Hang on a minute. Hang on. And in this church... He gave his life to Jesus. Wait a minute. And he, just this past week, passed away. Not from drug addiction, but from the illness. And you got to thinking, what would have happened if you'd not been willing to reach down and help somebody up? You never know what it's going to do. You never know what's going to change. You never know what's going to happen. When you live from a lifted up place. See, when you live from a lifted up place, you ain't worried about $250. Because you know if you give that $250, there's going to be another $250 coming down the road. See, so, but when we live in a low place, that God's calling us to live open-hearted, a big, courageous, compassionate people. And when you find somebody to help, you just reach down and you get messy with them and get down there and get them up. Somebody gave me a great compliment last week. They said, we read a book that said, if your shepherd don't smell like sheep, something's wrong. If he's so clean, if he smells so fresh all the time, that means he's not really got down there with some sheep. It's messy. 
it's awesome. Sometimes we just don't want to mess with people because it's too messy. But God's calling us to live from an exalted place in the Lord so that we can reach down and pull other people up. And let them find the same grace and peace. The good news. What is the good news? The good news is God has lifted me up and God will lift you up. That's as simple as it gets. He will lift you up out of where you are and he'll put you to where he wants you to be, seated with Christ in heavenly places. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Visit wordalive.org for more content from Word Alive International Outreach.